Welcome back to another edition of the 3MB Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mark King. I've got a, a late, later night episode tonight. Uh, we just actually are still finishing the first preseason game with the Grizzlies uh, against the Rockets in Birmingham, Alabama, and somehow that's a home game for the Rockets, but that's okay. So we've got a lot of stuff to talk about for the first uh, kind of real, pre- real game for the Grizzlies preseason, I guess, is is real, but I don't know how much it really means, how much we can take away from it, but we're going to certainly try. And tonight I have on with me uh, a good friend of mine uh, a fantasy f- in my fantasy football league uh, as I let him in this year. And he's, uh, we'll talk about that too as well, but uh, Eric Hasseltine, producer, 929, social media extraordinaire, Connor Dunning. What's going on, man? What's up, sir? How are you? Man, I am... I, Trying to finish this game, uh, it is not pretty anymore. It got it got bad quick at the end of the, uh, going into the fourth quarter. But uh, you know, we're just finishing out strong. Yeah, it, it was definitely rough to watch, but I saw a lot from the team. Like uh, this game, I think was good because we played the Rockets, so everyone kind of had to play up to the level of them. Um, and I saw some good things from a lot of guys. I saw some bad things from some guys, but I'm sure we'll get into that. Uh, just real quick, though, can we talk about like how lucky lucky we are in Memphis to have the announce the announcement the announcing crew that we have? Oh, because it you was have brutal. no idea. Oh my god, no idea. That 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 like we are for I guess the people who don't real understand what we're talking about. So the game wasn't on TV tonight, so we had to just we we had to find ways to watch it uh, legally or not. We're not going to speak on that, but we had to find ways to watch allegedly. it. Allegedly. Allegedly. It was on League Pass, so we had to find ways to watch it, and it was the uh, Rockets feed uh, for their team. And good Lord, man, they 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 are something something else. I've had to watch their feed a couple times in the past, but man, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, just we we are extremely lucky with the crew that we have. Yeah, uh, you know it, it's weird how some people just kind of get blinded by by the team they watch every night. But you know uh, that's okay. I mean, I I, I get it. Uh, you know, if I had to, uh, I guess if you had to watch CP3 and James Harden every night, I guess you would get blinded by the, how many times they flop. So you just it just kind of rolls right into the broadcast. I guess you just kind of. I, I don't know how that works, but I guess maybe that's where they get it from. But uh, but yeah, let's let's get let, I want to get into it. I want to talk about this game. I don't want to spend all night talking about the broadcast crew for for that's for that's for sure. Um, but <laughs> I, I want to talk about the first. Let's talk. Let's just talk about our Mike Conley uh, franchise cornerstone. What I personally I, I thought he looked great. Um, I, I got the box score. We'll talk about box score, but I just just like eye test, looking at him moving around. I mean, honestly, to me, and I don't know what you think, but to me, he didn't look like he missed a beat at all. I mean, he looked like Mike Conley. It looked like he played all year last year, and this is he's just coming to training camp. I don't know what you think. Absolutely, like to be honest, he looked faster than he was last year. He looked quicker. His lateral movement, side to side, was really good. His decision making was really good. The offense and the team just looks more comfortable and, and more patient with him on the floor. He truly is one of the last, like, true offensive captains in the NBA. Like, he really runs an offense like, like, like point guards don't really do anymore. And it's, it's nice to have that. He's a calming presence for the team. He looks great. His shot looks really good. He wasn't afraid to go into the paint and, and bang with the big bodies. So I know that that means that he's confident in his own body. To be honest, I think he probably could have gone at the end of the last season, but sitting him out now 
clearly shows for one because of the tank it was a good decision but for two because we get this 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 version of Mike Conley at the beginning of the season and as we saw a healthy Mike Conley completely changes his Grizzlies team so that's the number one thing I was looking for was how does Mike Conley look because he's playing he's playing CP3 so it's not like he's playing just some normal point guard he's playing one of the best in the league and I think he held his own I was very very pleased with how Mike Conley played tonight. Yeah, I, I think I think you you brought up a good point that he just he looks faster. I know he said in media days that he he felt better than he has in a few years because he's had this he's had this heel thing for I think almost three years. Yeah, yeah, almost three years now. Um, that he's been you know in some way bothered by it in some form or fashion. In the in the game just went final uh, one thirty one with one fifteen. But um, the Rockets, by the way, but the, in some form or fashion, he's been dealing with this. And and he said in media days that he finally feels like he's not going to have to limp away from the the game after the fact you know after the game. So. It, it did indeed look like he looked better, and like you said, he's playing Chris Paul. It's not like, and Chris Paul is not taking; he doesn't take nights off. I mean, it's just that's not him. Exactly. So it, it's not like he's playing, you know, uh, some rando uh, backup point guard. So all in all, I mean, his shot looked good. I mean, he had that little hesitation dribble that I love so much from him. Uh, his crossover looks great. I mean, he just, he looked good. I mean, it, there's no really two ways about it. I mean. If that's the Mike Conley we get all year, then I, you know that's that's what they're going to have to have to to really be successful. Um, they're going to have to have more than like I think he had like sixteen points. They'll have to have more than that, and they'll get more than that on a nightly basis. He didn't even play the fourth quarter, so uh, um, right, yeah, he had sixteen two and two, which is for a preseason game where he doesn't play the fourth quarter. That's great. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's fine. I mean, I, I wasn't even because I, I wasn't concerned with what the points were or what the numbers were. I was concerned with what he looks like, like you exactly. said, moving throughout the game. Um, and you you said it right. I mean, he went and banged. He he was looked great on defense. I, you know, I'm with you. Uh, uh, the other side of it, Marcus Saul, the other the other franchise cornerstone. I, I was. Impressed with the way he moved, just as far as, I mean, he looks good health. I mean, he looks good health wise, but as far as just basketball, I, he he left a lot to be desired. Now he just he just looked off. I mean, he he ended up being, yeah, I want to say one for seven. Yeah, one for seven, two points, uh, and five rebounds. He did have four assists. So, I mean, he he was you know, he was working the game from the from the you know the elbow, but that's. You can't do that if you're Marcus. Uh, did did it, does does that concern you at all? I don't know if I'm concerned about Mark after this game because, like you said, he did look good. He was he was aggressive at first, and then I think that once he kind of saw he didn't have a shot, he kind of laid off of it. I don't know. Mark's a weird one. It's hard to hit a panic button for him or even a concern button because he plays. This isn't a meaningful game to him. You know what I mean? Right, like I yeah. don't know how much if he was giving like a hundred percent. He looked a little rusty. He was falling short on shots, which means he he may have needed a little bit more legs. I'm not too concerned about him. I think that his chemistry with Mike Conley and uh, and and Chandler Parsons looked really good. They had a lot of good pick and roll action going on. Um, he was there for Jaron Jackson Jr. He was in his ear the whole game, which was which was nice to see. Um, his he played well on defense and and like you said, he was running the ball was running through him on offense. So. His shot was really the only thing that he left to be desired tonight. So I'm not gonna, I don't, I'm not necessarily concerned about it. 
Um, I just want to see what he does next game. Hopefully he bounces back for the good offensive game, which knowing Mark in the past is what he will exactly what he'll do. Now, when I say concerned, I mean this is one preseason game, and we're just reacting to it because we have nothing else to t- right. we have nothing else to react yeah, the, to. So, so concern is the, I it's guess the annual overreactions from the first preseason game. One hundred percent. This is what this is. That's that's what this episode is. That's a good. That'll be the good. That'll be a good title for us. Um, so yeah, I mean it, it is what it is. I mean, I say concern might not be the right word, um, but yeah, I mean it, you're right. I think I think his shot will fall. I, he's he typically will have he has nights like this throughout the season. I mean, there were, he just won't, you know, I don't ever see him have two points, but you know, seven points. It's that's, that's a night he had several times last year where he just didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, he had, you know, he was trying to do more, just get more people involved. And, and, and honestly, that's what a lot of it looked like tonight. He was just looking for other people. He was looking to pass, looking exactly. to get more. And, and that might just be a product of, you know, having a lot of new people, um, on the roster, I mean, think like ten. The main like ten, the ten guys that played tonight. Like, I think I think Joe or Joe Mullinex, our site manager, tweeted that uh, was maybe like six of those guys were on the roster last year. So I mean, there's a, there's a heavy turnover on the roster. So that might have just been trying to get people involved. But speaking of, uh, you mentioned Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, mm-hmm. Jaron Jackson Jr. He finishes with 15 points, uh, three assists, three rebounds, a steal. Um, he was six for six, uh, hit a, hit a three. I mean, to me, he had a lot of spots that things that are things that don't show up in the stat sheet, like pass, not passing out of the post, a lot of good defensive possessions where he was in the right spot. I mean, what, what do you, what are your thoughts on Jerry Jackson's first preseason game? I think he looked really good for his first NBA game. Um, he was very active and aggressive. He has no fear in him. Like, he went right at some of the best players in the NBA. I mean, like, Clint Capella is one of the best centers. He, he, he was switching on to James Harden and, and uh, Chris Paul. Probably not the best idea, but I like him thinking, hey, I can do this. He, he, he definitely has a defensive mindset. He's very efficient on the offensive end. Um, I was really, really happy with his footwork. Like, his footwork has been something that I've been kind of preaching that is my favorite thing about him. It, it's a it's beyond his years. He's doing some things in the post. If you watch him closely that he shouldn't really be doing at his age, which, which makes me feel very, very hopeful for the future. Now, that being said, the game looked a little bit fast for him. I think this was his first real NBA action against real NBA talent, not a summer league game. The game looked a little bit fast. He was fouling a little bit too much. He needs to kind of learn how to, he just needs to learn how to play without fouling. He needs to learn then situations like, Hey, Chris Paul, you may not want to switch on him. He may, that, that may not be a situation that you want to switch there. But I'm, I'm very, very pleased with his first NBA action. I, I've said this before. I think he's the best prospect we've ever had. He has the highest, highest ceiling of any player we've ever, ever had. And I think he is going to be something that the Grizzlies fans can be excited about all season, whether or not it's a good season or a bad season. I, I, just, I can't wait to see him for a full season. Um, I really like how he wasn't afraid to listen to the veterans. He made a couple mistakes, and Jermichael Green would take him to the side, or Mark would, Mike would come talk to him, and he wasn't really hesitant to go over there. Like he almost went to them and was like, "Hey, tell me what I did wrong here." So that's a great sign. He wants to learn. He's defensive. He's defense oriented, and he's very efficient on offense. I mean, six for six, and a, and a couple of those were jump shots. Like you said, the three point shot, which is good. It shows that he's going to help spread the floor on the team. I, I love him. Like honestly, I love Jaron Jackson Jr. a lot. Yeah, you mentioned something that I thought I thought was weird that um, he, or not weird, but something I've been saying since summer league that he 
he the he him like being like you said his footwork in the post, but also the way he his vision and when he's being po- when he's posted up is, is something that I really did. I mean, I'm not a college basketball guy, so I didn't even really know much about Jaron Jackson from just by the from what I've you know researched before the draft, which is always really hard to tell because it's highlight film basically. So, I mean, but what the his vision in when he's posting up, being able to see cutters and open people. Uh, mm-hmm. when he's in the post, and that's something that happened tonight. He hit someone for an open three when someone came down for, like for a double team. I mean that that is something that Marcus All does really well, uh, and I think Jaron already does it well. And then I think him learning from Mark will even just elevate that very quickly. Um, but yeah, those those yeah. underrated things for for Jaron, like you said, his footwork is very underrated, and, and it's something not you know, it's just not something that it's talked about a lot because it's not something that people want to. I mean, like you know what I mean? Like people don't want to talk. Oh, his footwork's good. I mean, people like he's a good shot blocker, good defender. He shoots the three. Like those are things that just naturally what people uh, you know na- uh, gravitate to when they talk about players. You know, but but his footwork and his, his vision out of the post is is really really impressive and 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 looks you know. Like you would see someone that has been playing four or five years. So I mean, that that's that's yeah. promising. You like he, he well, it did it did look like he was getting at one point. He like you said he like willfully switched on to CP three, which is again that's a bad decision, young fella. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, not the best. That's a not terrible, terrible Just decision. One of the greatest point guards of all time. But you know, you got him. You got him. Yeah, fella, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but but like you said, kudos to him for 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 going out there and, and giving it a go, you know, like whatever, like it's not going to yeah, work, gonna but doing a preseason game. Yeah. yeah it's not going to work, yeah. but shout out, you know, <laughs> go, go, yeah, go try out. it and see. <laughs> um, you but, know, Jaron, I noticed something tonight. He kind of looks like a, like more athletic Gasol prototype. You know what I mean? Like, but better defensively. Like he's almost like an, I know, I know people like to just pick, like Hall of Fame players to compare to, but Kevin Garnett's like the main person I've heard him compare to. To me, he's kind of like a smashing of if if Marcus Saul and and Kevin Garnett had like a basketball baby, that's Jaron Jackson Jr. to me. He has a lot of Marcus Saul's intangibles, like the vision, the passing, but then he's got Kevin Garnett's drive. He's got his defensive ability. He's got his his, his blocking ability. So he did a lot of things tonight that I know I could tell that he was watching Mark Marcus Saul in practice because Mark likes to do that or he'll back up a defender and kind of lean on him and hold the ball out with one hand. And Jaron wasn't doing that in summer league, but he was, right. he did it tonight. Yeah. I noticed that tonight. And I was like, Oh, that's Marcus all. So I can tell that he's been working with Marcus all a lot. And that's a very good sign for Grizzlies fans. Yeah. One thing people always ask me like what are like other podcasts where they would ask me what, what his comp was like Jaron's and I always threw out Anthony Davis. Um, because he reminds oh, me yeah, a lot of Anthony. Either. I mean, I think, I, I mean, I think he reminds me a lot of Anthony Davis. He's, he's, he's a good defensive player. Um, he's got a better three point shot, but I mean, I think Anthony Davis has a better post game. But I think that will come in time with Jaron. I wouldn't you, you, having a good post game in the NBA right away is just not something that happens. I mean, it's, it's really difficult. The things you have to learn, right. a little the minutiae of it, to really to learn to be good, uh, it's something you have to actively work on. I mean, Marcus Saul was not like that when he came. I mean, Marcus Saul that you guys that people watch is that is not what he was when he came into the league. So. Um, but I think I think you're right. I, th- I see at least see a lot of Marcus Hall in him, which is good because Jaron's a smart player. I mean, Jaron's a smart dude. Uh, Mark Mark loves playing with smart players. I mean, I think he'll learn a lot from Mark, and I think he'll learn pretty quickly too. Um, as much as I'd love to talk about Jaron Jackson for the entire podcast, but I don't think we can. Um, any uh, let's let's talk about Chandler Parsons. 
let's do it. Uh, because Yes, let's please do it. Three for four, two for three from three, five or twelve yep. points, five rebounds, two assists, a steal. Uh I mean in twenty minutes. So that that that's the Jalen Parsons you need right there. I mean honestly, like that is uh, it's twelve points, but I mean, he he did a little bit of everything. He hit he hit uh, a couple outside shots when he was open. I mean, that's I, I've been preaching the Chandler Parsons and defending him for far too long for him not to be good this year. <laughs> I've been taking a lot of <laughs> yeah. I've been no, taking a lot of shit boat, from a lot you. of people for years. Even last year, I, I said the same thing. All even given the information I know now, would have done the same thing the Grizzlies did in the off season. I mean, they did the, exactly what they were supposed to do in going out and getting him. And it didn't work out because of his health, and that's not his fault. But he did exactly. They did exactly what they should have done. And now, hopefully, this year, going into this year, it looks like it. I mean, it's just obviously a preseason game, and this is a reaction. But it looks like it just from his pure jump shot. He's got his legs underneath him. It looks good. I mean, it was that that shot was from three was was pure both times he shot it. I mean, it was ridiculous. Um, but twelve, like if you if, if I told you you were going to get that every night from from Chandler Parsons, twelve points, five rebounds, two assists, a steal, would that, would you take that? Absolutely, yeah. No, this is the Chandler Parsons that uh, that I've said that we needed. Just give me ten, five, and five a night in twenty twenty five minutes, and that's exactly what he did tonight. He's he's yeah. He, uh, but the best thing that I saw though is with Mike Conley, he was moving he was moving quickly. He his you could tell he, he trusted his knees to cut back and forth, which was a very good sign. And like you said with the jump shot, last year that thing was a line drive to the basket. It was like he was throwing it through the basket. Tonight it had a little bit more of an arch to it and a little bit and, and a little bit more finesse on it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So it, it yep. looked he looked like Chandler Parsons again tonight. We and Chris Wallace has said that he, he compared it to Vince Carter, Vince Carter's contract. Vince wasn't really himself until the third season that we had him. And I think that that's what we may see with Chandler Parsons, because once Vince was healthy, he was a very productive player and a very valuable player to a playoff team. And I think if Chandler Parsons is healthy all season and he gives us what he gave us tonight and maybe a little bit more, I could probably use a little bit more tonight maybe just a few more shot attempts doesn't necessarily have to get, be made but you know be a threat be like hey you can't you can't sag off of me because i'm going to take these shots right. if you can do that the grizzlies chances for the playoffs increase significantly because chandler parsons gives his team a whole new dynamic and especially if they decide down the road hey you're going to come off the bench as like a sixth or seventh man he could he could dominate a second unit in the nba i think if he plays like he did tonight his defense was also very good he was moving he was moving side to side. He was keeping guys in front of him. He was he wasn't running away from tough matchups, and that was all encouraging. He wasn't hesitant like he has been. He was aggressive, which is a great sign. You could tell that he trusted his body more tonight than he has in the past. Now, I need to see consistency from it. I need to see him from game to game. You know, I need to see how those knees hold up after a game like tonight. I, but tonight was extremely encouraging for the Grizzlies and Chandler Parsons going forward. No, I'm I, I'm all with you. I, I I'm on the Chandler Parsons train. You mentioned that he, you think he'd be good coming off the bench, but tonight he started. Uh, the starting lineup was Green Parsons, Green Parsons, Gasol, Conley, and Temple, which I think is not something that I, anybody really expected. Um, I, I didn't. No. Ex- I expected Temple to start, but I expected a Kyle uh, Kyle Anderson to start in that in, in Chandler's Chandler's spot. I think that's probably the biggest um, kind of surprise there. Um, does that do you think that I'm not, I know it doesn't matter, but um, do you think that's going to be the same thing opening night? I, I, if anything, no. I think they might move Temple to the bench and pull Anderson into that that two guard role. 
Um, but you know, I'd be surprised if that's the. I'd be surprised if that's the. Um, that's the starting lineup overnight. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to be pretty hesitant to judge lineups and rotations um, when it comes to like the starting guys and the guys that we know that are going to make the team. I think that he may be experimenting and just kind of throwing things out. And I think he also may have started Parsons to give him a little bit of confidence and be like, Hey, it's your first game back. Show him what you got. Like that's, I, yeah. I could clearly yeah. see that happening. If I had to, if I was a betting man today, I would say Conley Brooks, uh, Anderson, Jamichael and Mark is the starting five for, for game one opening day. That would be my starting lineup. But, Anderson coming off the bench isn't a terrible thing to me either if he decides to do that because um, it's, because Anderson looked really good tonight. He's a lot faster than I think people give him credit for. He really he did. There were some slow-mo moments, but he was faster than I was expecting him to be and more athletic than I was expecting him to be. He can get his shot, shot off pretty much anywhere, and the offense really does run through him very well which may be a reason we're kind of seeing him come off the bench because I, his bigger staff might, may, might be saying, hey, I need an offensive uh, playmaker on the, on the bench. And so he may be trusting Kyle Anderson to do that. So I'm interested to see the lineups moving forward. But I think until like game three or four, we can't really, really dive into them and start judging minutes and all that kind of stuff yet. No, we're not going to be able to do anything. Any, we're not going to be able to do anything really, even, even just talking about what, you know, what, what people did tonight. It may change so much from the time they actually start playing real games, um, but it is fun to talk about. And I don't think it matters if Brooks starts. I don't think it matters if Anderson starts or Temple apart. I don't really, honestly, don't think it matters that much because I think that you can probably have the same effect no matter which of those people start. Now, talking I agree. Of, talking about just a two guard. I mean, you had Temple out there. Um, Temple and Wayne Selden, and uh, neither of them look great. Um, yeah, can we talk about Wayne Selden real quick? You know, Wayne Selden, I've been high on for so how long. How much confidence do we have in him? I, personally, I, I have been high on him for so long. Like since he like came in the playoffs and played really well, I really liked him in summer league. I thought, I mean, personally, to me, he looks like the prototypical three and D type of player. Um, tonight he looked awful. He looked like just hot garbage. But I think the long term, if you tell me if I have to choose between Selden and Marshawn Brooks, I would choose Wayne Selden. But I also think you're probably no, talking about – I agree there, yeah. I think you're also probably talking about the third guard, and I think he's going to get his opportunity, but I also don't know if he's going to – after just judging tonight, I don't know if he's going to be able to – Make that op- make that opportunity stick and get into the rotation, but I think he'll get a shot. Um, I think he's a good player. I, I just don't I mean it's just confusing to why he hasn't. Why he you know he just wasn't he doesn't look good tonight. I mean he, he might come out and be completely yeah. different the next game. But personally, I you know I like him as a player, but he he looked he looked bad tonight. I mean they're gonna have to figure out something with that guard ro- two guard rotation because Temple and. Temple and Selden both, you know, they both can't be bad. They both can't be bad like that. They're gonna lose a lot of games if they can't figure out somebody on the wing that can help them out in scoring on the bench. Yeah, it, it, there's definitely a logjam there, and I agree. Selden, I'm like you. I think Selden's probably the third guard. I would take him over Marsh, Marshawn Brooks too, mostly because of age, and I think and Selden has a little bit more high, a higher of a ceiling. 
but I got to start seeing some consistency from this guy. I mean, this is we're we're on what year three of being like Selden's the shooting guard next. He's going to be the guy. He's going to be he's the next man up. And it's like, dude, like he shows flashes in summer league. He gets us all excited in the summer, and then he kind of he's kind of a letdown this season. And I'm rooting for him. I love Wayne Feltz. Like when he's playing well, we play well. So I need him. Right. So I'm hoping he plays well, but it's. Something that was concerning tonight was some of his, some of his basketball IQ decision making. Yes. Now, like we said, it's the first game of the preseason. He may have been hyped up a little bit because he's also coming off of an injury. Wanted to get out there and play hard, but he was missing some things that, like Jaron Jackson Jr., wasn't even missing, or Javon Carter wasn't missing. He was he was trying to do ISO ball a lot in the double teams, which just wasn't working. And he would leave a man open and then turn the ball over. He 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 had a he had trouble turning the ball over tonight. So there were some concerning things from him. I mean, he played 15 minutes, only had two points, no rebounds, no assists. That's concerning to me. That's a, that's a lot of minutes to get that stat line. So, right, yeah, he he he, he made some bad decisions. I, I think that's that's the main he problem. He made some I bad have. decisions. He made a lot yeah. of made a lot of bad decisions. He made a lot of bad decisions. I think that's probably the 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 issue that I have the most with is that he just made a lot of bad decisions. Now, um, talking about Marshawn Brooks, I, I don't know. I do, do you understand this irrational love that people have for Marshawn Brooks? Yes, I do. I understand. Okay. Explain it. It. I definitely Explain understand it, it because me. it's the same love that we've had for like fifteen other players in the past. Okay, but I think that we've just become so jaded because we've been so close to the Grizzlies for so long <laughs> that we're like we're like we're kind of like. We're hesitant to fall in love with someone. Marshawn Fair Brooks enough. showed a lot of flashes last season. He showed a lot of good things, but he's like he's he's thirty two, um, and he only did it for seven games. I got to see him do it a little bit more. Um, unfortunately, he he was he was out tonight, so we'll get we'll see some run of him in the future. But I'm hesitant with Marshawn Brooks. I'm kind of in the camp where I don't really know yet. Um, I lean towards picking Wayne Selden over him because I've seen more of Wayne Selden. But Marshawn Brooks was putting up buckets on a team that was trying to tank at the end of the season. So I'm not – I don't know how much water I can put into that, if you know what I mean. It's very – No. It's, I think, because, like, a bad stats team – like, a, a, or a good stats bad team guy yep, isn't a guy yep. that we need right now. We need a we need a good team, decent stats guy. And I don't know if he falls into that category. So we'll just have to see in the future. Because we haven't seen him play with Mike Conley. Mm-hmm. We haven't really seen him play with, with Marcus All. Like, so we, we've got to see him how he fits – in the system because we have a lot of new guys coming into the system so it's not he's not gonna be able to do his iso ball thing he's got to learn how to play in the system and that's what i've got to see from him here here's here are the three things that i tell people and one of them is kind of what you said uh one is he's a guy that spent four years in china if he was really good at basketball he wouldn't have been in china for that long he'd be here he'd be here playing in the nba two is um once he's on a other team's scouting report, he's not going to be able to just be that open like he was last year. Because we've seen it with all types of players that they signed to like 10-day contracts or they come in and just, like Mario Chalmers did the same thing when he first got here. Man, he just, he he scored, he scored like crazy. He was just killing it because teams didn't know what to expect him playing on the, on the Grizzlies. And then once he got in the scouting report, it kind of calmed down. They're like, okay, but he's still a good player. Um, and the third thing is, like you said, um, he has to learn how to play within the system. He can't just shoot the ball. Um, and so it, now, if he's in the second unit, he might be, he might give that JB might give him that freedom to say, "Hey, you know what? Go out there and go out there and shoot." Um, so uh, I think people should really temper their expectations. They think that he's going to be anything like they thought Tyreek Evans was or was supposed to be. Um, that's all I'll say. I mean, I, I'm just 
for the, I, I hope Marshawn Burks comes out and just kills it. Because it just yeah, I mean, that's it's, the it's, thing. It's like we're rooting for all of these guys. Like, absolutely, but we just I mean, have some concerns. Like if if all of these guys are awesome, hell yeah, perfect. Like that's freaking awesome. like that's awesome. But let's let's plan the championship parade if they're all we've awesome. Seen this before. Exactly. Well, we've seen this before. That's why I'm hesitant for it. Because, like you said, if he was meant to be in the NBA by now, he probably would have already been in the NBA. So, but you never know. He may have gone over. I mean, look at NBA 2K19 this year. Story mode. You had to go to China <laughs> for a while and learn how to play in the NBA and into a system. So you never know. Oh he man, may be, that, he may be AI from NBA 2K. That story mode was entirely too long. You never know. The story mode was entirely too long this year. I, I couldn't believe that I played that story mode for. That long. Uh, anyway, that's another story for now. Sure. That's I, just I flew through the just flew oh, through I, it. Oh, one hundred percent. I I had zero zero want to have any, anything to do with those cutscenes. Don't care. Yeah. I just want to play basketball. Yeah. I don't give a shit about that. Yeah. Um. So speaking about, look, let's talk about. I guess end of the bench guys. Um. People that didn't really play. I, I, uh, the biggest thing that I guess stood out to most people, myself included, and you. Um, Zendra Harrison didn't get in the ball game until um, until every basically all the scrubs got in the ball game. He had 13 minutes. Uh, he was ended up being three for four um, with eight points, but that must have come like at the end of the game because the last I looked, he was like one for one for uh, two points or something. I don't know. It wasn't wasn't good. But the the bigger issue is that he didn't get, he didn't get in the game. Um, and I I texted you that uh, you know I. Wasn't it doesn't surprise me honestly. I don't have people know I'm not a big Andrew Harrison uh, believer, <laughs> but I mean he's a great guy. I just I just don't think he can play basketball very well uh, for this team. But um, yeah, he, he, they went with Shelvin Mack off the bench. He was the first point guard off the bench, and he played the majority of the backup point guard minutes. Um, actually, Shelvin Mack only had ended up having 14 minutes as well. But that's just the way they they took him all out of the third quarter. But are you? I guess I will say I will say concerned again, but I guess thoughts on Andrew Harrison not coming in with a main rotation of guys. It was interesting. That I guess that's the best word I can give it. Um, I guess I expected Aunt Shelvin Mack to be the 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 guy that was kind of left out. You know what I mean? I wasn't really expecting Andrew Harrison to not play. However, what he may be doing. He might be setting Andrew Harrison up to be a two-guard, which I think he should be anyway. I think he could be our backup two-guard or even our third two-guard. Um, because Shelvin Mack looked good. Shelvin Mack looked better than I thought he was going to look. And and Javon Carter looked fine. He looked decent. Didn't really do anything special. Hit a three, which was cool. Um, he had a couple bricks, but that's whatever. He's a rookie. Not a big deal. I will say, when Aaron ha- Andrew Harrison was in the game, he started off very shaky. It, and which oh, was, it was normal, awful. but once he got he got kind of in the flow of the game, he played really well, and he played really well with Jaron Jackson Jr., which I think is a really good sign. They had a really good pick and roll action going. Jaron Jackson Jr. A lot of his points came at the end of the game when he was playing with Andrew Harrison. So I think that they have a pretty good chemistry going, and I think that Bickerstaff may want to explore that in the future. But kind of like we said with Temple in the lineup, I don't really know what to think of the rotation yet. Um, yeah. If it happens two games in a row, that's when you can go, huh, like maybe something's going on. But for now, I think maybe he wanted to see the young guys get some run. Um, I was kind of disappointed that I didn't get to see Watanabe play at all. Um, I don't think he traveled with the team, this, though. This, did he not travel? I didn't uh, think I he did. Travel, I wasn't no. really he, he's sure. Not, uh, I was kind of hoping to see him. Yeah, he didn't, but, he didn't get this guy, in the report. You know someone that stood out to me tonight? that I was not expecting to stand out to me to, is more. 
That dude's a giant. He, he's oh, the yeah, biggest person yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Is it, what's his name, Daryl Moore? That's, that's, that's not right. Is it? Yeah, Daryl Dora Moore? D-O-R-A-L. D- yeah, I, don't know to, I don't know how to pronounce it. I yeah, that, that guy is a giant. <laughs> but he looked, he looked like what we wanted Deontay Davis to play like for two years now. Look, I'm all for it, keeping him, keeping a ba- you know a good backup big on the, or, you know, a, a big guy on the bench just in case. Um, you know, Andrew Harrison, actually, to be honest, Andrew Harrison always played well, like, with Deontay Davis. Like, he plays really well with a big that can, you know, get to the rim, alley-oops, like, lobs. Like, right. He, he plays really well with the, in the pick-and-roll with those type of bigs. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that he played well with Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, it, it, it is weird, and I, I texted you this before we started this, and we were talking about this during the game, that I thought that the way I thought about it for him not coming to the game was, even if you are giving – Shelvin Max some run and just seeing what you got, like you said. Um, wouldn't you also do the same, or at least get your back? You know, if if he's going to be your backup point guard or backup shooting guard or whatever, wouldn't you also get him minutes to warm him up for the next? You know, like he at least needs minutes against quality yeah. competition. So that's what I thought was weird, not necessarily concerning. Like you said, if it happens a couple of times in a couple games in a row, then you're like, okay, this is the thing. But I just thought it was weird. Like at least get him minutes against starters indoor quality backups to get him just playing normal you know like that's what happens in preseason just get you warmed up i mean because if if by that token if we're going to say uh, we're just testing people out then you know why did army caspi go out there and, you know what i mean like it, it's just kind of weird um i, I wouldn't yeah. read anything to it like you said until if it starts to happen more and more i, d- I doubt it will i really doubt like friday you will see andrew harrison not come off the bench first most likely it, what will happen is what you're saying. It will be Mac this time and probably Harrison next time. You know what I mean? He's probably maybe alternating Mac and Harrison. Just give them the full brunt of the backup point guard, seeing how they handle it, and then the next you know next game for preseason, it's the other guy, and just kind of see how that how that battle uh, shakes out at the end of preseason. So that's a very real possibility as well. It just it struck me as weird that you know Shelvin Mack was the first, and I, I, I personally like Shelvin Mack. I thought was, I thought he is a good player for the Grizzlies and what they need. They need someone that just basically doesn't lose you points <laughs> in the second unit. That's, exactly. That, that yeah, is that, that is what Shelvin Mack does. That's what I like does. to see from Shelvin Mack. He yeah. was like he's he he can if it's if. If it's bleeding, he's not going to make it any, yes. any worse. And if if so, if good things are happening, he can kind of keep the ball rolling. Like he's he's a very consistent plug and just plug and play guy. Like right, you know right. what you're getting from Shelvin Mack when you play him. He's going to give you that. He's consistent with it. He can hit a three here and here and there. So yeah, I'm down with Shelvin Mack. Um, the guaranteed money kind of worries me, but that's a different that's a different conversation. So, but no, I, I was okay with Shelvin Mack. I liked how he played. I think the offense ran well with him. Um, I thought it was kind of cool. To, I think Conley got some run with him tonight, didn't he? Wasn't Conley he did, in there yeah, with him he did. Yep. and playing the two guard at one point? Yeah, yeah. Which I think that's that's interesting. One of the more interesting things I'm ex- looking to see is how well that that kind of shakes out with Matt can come in at that six or seven minute mark and get two three minutes of run with Conley, and then uh, as a point guard and Conley moves over the two, and then as they start to rotate the second unit in, Matt can just keep playing through the second quarter. So I think that'll be interesting to yeah. see. And it's not really something that Andrew Harrison was able to do well last year, and that's kind of the problem. Um, is I think they want – I think what you said about Andrew Harrison being a shooting guard is probably true, but I think that they want 
Mike Conley be that secondary guard when there's a backup point guard in? Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Like they don't want Andrew Harrison. Yeah. They, they yeah. want Mike Conley to shift over the, there, not Andrew Harrison. So I think that's where, the, with him, that's where the problem lies. Yeah, the biggest difference between Shelvin Mack and Andrew Harrison is Shelvin Mack knows how to consistently run an offense. Yes. And run plays. 100%. And get at the guys that they need to. He is much more of a stereotypical floor general than Andrew Harrison is. Um, Andrew Harrison is more of a defensive point guard, you know, if, if yep. that makes sense. Yep. Um, he he doesn't do well when the ball's in his hands a whole bunch. And Which that's is a problem for a point guard. Shelvin Mack is more of an <laughs> offensive flow kind of point guard. So, yes, there's a big difference there between the two. And, there's, and that's a problem if you don't do well with the ball in your hands and you're a point guard, right? I don't know about yeah, uh, yeah, that. Uh, okay. I think that's like rule number one. Don't do, do well with the ball in your yeah, hands. That, I think that's like number one on the point guard command. That's an issue if you are not doing well with the, point, uh, with the ball in your hands and you're a point guard. Um, I, I, think, right. I think we've, we've pretty much covered everybody in every situation. Here's something I ask. Uh, we have a, like a group text with uh, Grizzly Bear Blues guys, and, and something that we – there's a lot of Andrew Harrison believers in – our uh, small group, and uh, I'm, I'm, I was just said I'm not one of them, so <laughs> I like to uh, just just kind of pick people's uh, brains, and, and so I, I I put this out to them. I said, which which do you think is more believable that Andrew Harrison will be on the roster by the end of the year, or that Marshawn Brooks will actually score a lot of points when he's in the game this year? What do you think? More believable? <laughs> yeah, like what what would you think happened happened for? You think Andrew Harrison would be on the roster? Yeah, the end of the I year? think. It's it's much more likely that Andrew Harrison will be on the roster than that Marshawn Brooks comes in and lights it up every night. Like that's like that to me. That's just it. And it's it's not like an obvious answer. I kind of yeah. had to think about it because yeah. there is a possibility Andrew Harrison doesn't even make the team for the beginning of the season. But if I was a betting man, I would put like fifty cents on Andrew Harrison being there at the end of the season and Marshawn not being an offensive weapon like we think he's gonna like uh, we hope he's gonna be i i am a betting man i got some daily fantasy lineups going tonight i'm actually cashing in a few but uh anyway i am a betting man and i would probably bet that they are both true that uh marshall brooks would not be good at basketball <laughs> and that andrew and andrew his would not be i didn't roster. know that was an option <laughs> uh, it isn't, but I just made it one because it was my question, so I get to do whatever i want i guess um yeah i mean i i, I just i mean it wouldn't surprise me, but I don't think I don't think he'll be off the roster. I think he'll just he'll just sit on the end of the bench most of the year if this shelving back thing goes the way it goes. But who knows? That's the beauty of it is that we have a long season. This was game one of the preseason, um, but alas, there's nothing else to talk about. So that is what we shall do. Um, last thoughts. Anybody else that stuck out to you, or good or bad, before we before we get out of here? Can we talk about Mello? Can we talk about Mello? We can talk about the other team and how shitty Mello is if you want. I can, I don't care. <laughs> It's not gonna. I, how is this gonna work? It's not Every gonna work. Every time he he felt leather, it was gone <laughs> from his hand. Like if he felt leather, it was yeah. gone, and he was nowhere on defense. Because Look, we talked about Chandler Parsons. Chandler he made Chandler Parsons like like Chandler Parsons was working him on on the offensive end. Tonight. Oh, like he could keep up with them. Yep. I don't know. But what... I will okay. I will say I'm going to be hesitant because I don't think he's going to start because PJ Tucker wasn't in the lineup tonight. PJ he wasn't available. So before, so I was going to criticize Houston's defense, which looked rough. Um, the Grizzlies' perimeter defense also looked rough. That's one. That's one concern I had from tonight. They were giving Ooh, up yeah. way too many three point shots. They were going under way too many 
way too many screens when they should be going over because we're playing a three-point team. You can't go under screens every single time. They're going to hit a three. So, but Melo, I just I don't I don't see how it's going to work. It's I think he had, he didn't have chemistry with guys on the floor. He's not no he disappears on defense. And if he goes one for seven every game from three, what's his worth? I don't think his worth is anything, honestly. Like I, I've, I told you that, and I've thought that for a while. Like I, I don't know of a team that's really been really beneficial to have him there, but, but you know, since the Nuggets, I mean, honestly, like, what what is he? Has he really made any team like better? You know, like the the Knicks are the last team I think he made. better. Yeah, but I mean, really, it's not like can you say they're really better? It was I mean, like two seasons before his last season in New York. It's been, it's been. If we're being completely honest, it's been like. Four or five years since Melo has been really able to contribute to That's a winning. That's what I'm saying. Team. Like he's been, he turned into kind of a good stats, bad team kind of guy. But for a winning team, his style of basketball just doesn't work unless he 100 percent agrees to come off of the bench. If he's a six man and he can come in and he can shoot a little bit better than he did tonight, and he's not expected to play defense. That's the only way this can work, and that is the only way it can work. Yeah. But he has to shoot well. If he can't shoot well. There's no reason to have him. He has to play Ryan Anderson's role. You know, I mean, that's right. what he has to do to, for it to work. But the problem is he don't want to do that. And I, I don't know if right. even his friend Chris Paul can convince him. I, I think that's the only chance they have of him agreeing to do this and realizing that's what it has is because Chris Paul can talk him into it. If not, like I told you, I don't think Chris Paul and him are going to be friends at the end of the year. Chris Paul's going to be so damn mad at him for yeah. not playing defense <laughs> and shooting the ball every every fucking time he gets it. It's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> it, well, it was just like, I mean, and he, it just seemed like he was not where he was supposed to be a few times. It yeah. seemed like they called a few set plays when Chris Paul would bring the ball up, and they would be trying to swing it to him, and he just wasn't there, or Harden was throwing it into the stands because he was supposed to be there. Yeah. It, it, it lo- he looked out of place, I guess is the best way to say it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I, it'll be, it will be interesting to watch, too, for sure. Uh, they will do the same they did last year, have a really good regular season, and get put out in the playoffs. But um, it, it'll be interesting to see how well it works. I don't, I don't, I don't foresee it working well, but you never know. I mean, it, it, James Harden and Chris Paul are, are just that good. They could probably carry that team to do what you know. What I mean, like they could probably carry that team to do whatever. Oh yeah. B- beside, oh, you know, uh, yeah, they'll be in fine. spite I mean, of Melo, like Melo, good or Melo, bad, they're still going to be. They're correct. still going to be a top four yep, team in the yep, West. Yep, they're going to yep. be fine. Yep. I absolutely agree. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's something that will be – it's something I'll be watching uh, around the league as well. But, uh, anyway, Connor, I appreciate you coming on again. Connor Dunning, uh, Eric Hasseltine, uh, 929, producer for Eric Hasseltine. 929, social media extraordinaire, man. I appreciate it. It was fun. Uh, we'll do it again sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. I, I really appreciate it. More good – like ten times more good things tonight than bad. So it was a good time for the Grizzlies. I really appreciate it and uh, looking forward to talking to you. Thanks, man.